Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm the only one in the studio today. Jane is out on assignment. How you doing, Jane? <laughs> out on school holiday assignment. Where That's are right. you? I am coming to you live from the Brisbane Powerhouse Museum. That's Lovely. It is. It's beautiful. It's balmy up here. I'm in a t-shirt. The kids are running wild, and I've escaped to do, to to uh, talk to all of you lovely people. Great, fabulous. Well, I'm not in the studio on my own. I'm very, very lucky to have our special guest. Good morning, Susan Judd. Good morning, Stacey Morgan. So Susan is here because she is our go-to when it comes to all things HR. She's the principal of HR Culture. She spends her days providing support to local businesses, building employer and staff confidence, setting priorities, making plans for the future, and she loves all things that start with P, productivity, performance, and planning. It's so good to have you here, Susan. Thanks, Stace. Thanks for the intro. No worries. We're going to be talking about some things HR, but mostly we're going to be talking about something that you and Jane have been diving into to in the last couple of weeks, which is emotional intelligence. Now, I bought Daniel Goldman's book, Emotional Intelligence, about 20 years ago. Yes, yep. And I got about four pages in and thought, this is a this is great, I really should read this, and then life took over. So yep. I'm hoping that today, having been coming from a clueless perspective, you'll be able to give me some kind of insight, because I did only get four pages into the book. And for everyone else that's listening, that has no idea what we're talking about when we talk about emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. hopefully you can give them some insight too. I'll be doing my best. <laughs> so tell us about... Jane, what are you doing? Are you coming? Are you sliding down a down a hill at the park? Why? Why? What can you hear? I've got all the, all the um. It just sounded like you're on a swing or something. No, oh, that might have been the breeze just picked up a bit. Oh, lovely! So I had a little windsock on my microphone, but um, probably there are times where that those outdoor sounds might come through. So I apologise <laughs> for that. That's okay. Um, we're talking about emotional intelligence. Why has it become suddenly something that we're hearing about all the time? It's emerging as such an important skill in business. Why Why is that the case? Okay, so emotional intelligence is actually huge in terms of how we, are, we achieve those productivity, um, engagement of our people in the workplace, and even engagement of our customers um, if we're in a sales role. So it's all about how we perceive, how we express how we understand, how we reason with and how we manage the things that we feel and how that influences, so, so that um, the, how we do that to ourselves and how we help other people manage theirs. So it's, um, it's really pivotal in the workplace and in our lives, in fact, that um, we have some sort of understanding of what it is. Um, it influences, AI influences our decisions our performance and our behaviour. Yep. And having some sort of understanding of what our emotions are doing at any one time is going to ha- influence how we respond to situations. And how we respond to the people around us. And how we respond to the people around us. So when um, so when they make us angry, when they make us happy, how does that influence, and they're just two basic emotions, yeah. right? Happy and sad uh, and mad. How do those feelings influence what we then do yeah. and how we then respond to them? 
So um, the and if I can just be a little bit technical for for a few minutes, go for it. Um, the World Economic Forum back in two thousand and fifteen identified emotional intelligence on the top ten list of workplace skills globally by uh-huh. the, by twenty twenty. So the list was different back in two thousand and fifteen, but by twenty twenty they've said that EI is going to be required in the workplace by twenty twenty. And if you think about some of the other things that they've identified on their list for twenty twenty, they've identified. Uh, relationships with other people, creativity, critical thinking skills and problem solving. And all of those actually relate to emotional intelligence, believe it or not. So it's all about what's going on in the centre of our brain. And Jane's been uh, doing all of her EI learning. She has. Yes, I have. A very enthusiastic participant. um, I'm I'm currently participating in the emotional intelligence program that Susan's running. Um, it's, it's a program, I, I believe, that's run by an organisation called Genos, and it's called Genos oh, Ignite. Now, I took a bit of convincing, I must say, to to do this course because I, I really felt that emotional intelligence was something that um, I was pretty good at, <laughs> um, that, that I had a good handle on. And um, I decided to do it anyway because I, I, I thought oh, there's always things that you can do better, even if you if you do think that you're okay at, at something. Um, and what I've what I've probably found along the way is that there's a lot more to emotional intelligence that meets the eye. Susan, can you run through the six emotional intelligence? leadership competencies because I think those leadership competencies probably give really good insight into the complexity I guess around emotional intelligence and why it probably requires um, a deeper understanding of of the concept. Yes absolutely Jane. Um, The Genos model is interesting because it's the only one out there that actually the only model out there that actually uh, um, identifies how we show up for work, how we demonstrate emotionally intelligent behaviour. So the, the six key competencies, and I'll explain what we're looking for as we go. The first one is self-awareness. So how aware we are of what we're feeling at any one time and how that influences the people around us. So when we're demonstrating self-awareness, we're much more present with our emotions. Yeah. The second one is awareness of others. So this is all about how we understand what people need, whether they need support or guidance and how we're actually making them feel when we're behaving a certain way. And that's all about uh, building skills around empathy Mm -hmm. and being able to demonstrate that we care. Then we've got the uh, skill of authenticity, the competency of authenticity. And this this isn't actually what people often misunderstand it as it's not about calling a spade a spade it's actually about having authentic conversations with people and keeping in mind how those conversations are making people feel so that we're building trust Mm -hmm. so when we're when we're not being authentic um, we're seen as untrustworthy whereas when we're high in skills of authenticity we're actually um, having really genuine relationships and we've all come across those people that we can tell are just fake to, to the core and it's yep. just selling selling to us because that's their intention. That's what they do, yeah. Yep. And, you know, so in that we we certainly pick it up in, in certainly in sales roles. Yeah. Uh, but this is also about how we, this is also about how we 
care and how we demonstrate that we care for other people by telling them when things are going wrong, by being upfront with them and doing it in a way that's, you know, that again is linked to the one one before it, which is doing it empathically. Yeah. So then we move on to um, emotional uh, reasoning. And then when we think about emotional reasoning, this is all about our decision-making process. So how do we take feelings into account when we're making decisions? So things in the workplace that would really resonate here are things like when we've got a change that's coming, when we're making decisions that impact the people around us and we don't involve them. Yep. The research tells us, uh, Genos research tells us that uh, Aussie managers and Aussie leaders and Aussies in general are pretty low in this skill wow. of authenticity. Uh, sorry, that was authenticity, so um, of emotional reasoning. And then, of course, we move on to our self-management, so how we manage our emotions. So how do we lose the plot, so <laughs> I was to say, speak? I did not have a good day of self-management yesterday, <laughs> but I'm recognising that. How do, we, how do we manage our emotions and how do, and how do we... Um, you know, um, bounce back when we have a bad day. So yep. this is all about building our skills in resilience. Yep. And people will have heard, um, we, we all will have heard about resilience. Yeah. We, it's a big thing out there now. So Especially this is mums. About, yeah, building mums, resilient children. Absolutely. All and about how do you it. get that space for yourself yep. when you've had, let's talk about the kids, right? How do you get, you know, you've had a bad day, getting the kids ready for school, um, you've got teenagers yelling at you. Um, you're in. You're on your way to work, and you've got a big gig on, and you know you lose. You lose the plot. How yeah. do you bounce back from that? Yeah. And what sort of strategies can you implement to help you manage that? And then, of course, we've got the the final skill about um, uh, inspiring performance. How do we inspire? How do we get people engaged? And how do we empower them? Yeah. And um, make them feel be a positive influence in their workplace or yeah in or their in lives, their life, right? Yeah. How do you inspire in our lives. those you members inspire of your that? family? Yeah, how do you drag them? How do you do it without Gotta having to drag them and on. yell at them <laughs> and, you know, all of those sorts of things? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so these are the skills that we're building in A, understanding them, but B, how does it, and that self-reflection of how does it really influence how I how I interact with the people around me, kids, husbands, yep. Workplace people, customers that walk into my cafe or my store or my business, yep. all of those things because it impacts everything. So when we're feeling those stressed, frustrated, um, anxious feelings, we close down typically. Yep. Our, our thinking gets limited and we can't make decisions effectively. Um, whereas when we're in a positive mind space, we're actually more creative, innovative, we're able to deal with conflict more effectively. Ideally, we don't have it, but we know that it's normal to, you know, when we're feeling anxious that we might um, have a bad reaction. Um, And, you know, the skills, how understanding how I can use those um, our emotions more intelligently to to get it to our logical brain rather than what's going on in the centre in our amygdala. Yeah. Is that too technical? No. I'm all about amygdala. <laughs> amygdala? It's <laughs> all the emotions. That's where it happens first, <laughs> yeah. right? That is actually where it happens first, whether it's good or bad. It happens there first. And being able to know how to get it to the front of my brain and then to what I do with it. it. Yeah. yeah, to put some space between when the event and when, and how I react to it. Really yeah. important. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All resonating with you, Jane? Yes, these are all things that um, I'm familiar with. Thank you, thank you to Susan and her explanations in the last couple of programs. And, and in particular with my case, 
Um, I had something happen to me sometimes, which Susan's actually given a name to, which I'm really excited about, and it's called an amygdala hijack. And you just have to just excuse the garbage truck emptying the bins behind me. Hopefully you can't hear that too well. Um, But, yes, there's some times where I will be in a situation and it's in face-to-face confrontation, and I'm quite okay with face to face confrontation, like, I'm like anyone. I don't particularly like it, but I will. I'll I'll do it. Um, and um, there's sometimes when someone will make me particularly hot headed about a particular issue, or sorry, I shouldn't say people make me. I will be hot headed, or I will be quite you? passionate about hot headed. I know. The, I'll be quite. I'll be quite passionate about a topic, and sometimes I'll just snap. And in terms, you know, I'm not like a raving lunatic, but I see. Red and before you know it, you know, um, stuff come out of my mouth. Um, a very passionate, um, you know, spiel has has exited my mouth before I even have the chance to control that, which is something that I want to be able to control, and it's something why I'm actually um, why what is it's the reason why I'm doing this particular program. So, you know, some people would call this a temper, and that's exactly what it is. But generally over age, I've been able to control that more and more. But there are some things sometimes where people will get me to a point and I will just have this, what is called an amygdala hijack. So for me, it's really interesting and it's really um, useful for me to understand that this is a physiological and psychological reaction that I can train my brain to hopefully work with. And as Susan said, this is not something that's going to happen overnight, um, but it's obviously something that now I kind of know and can look for it and plan for it, I can hopefully be able to to fix. Nice. So we've all got our own idea, Susan, of whether we are people with a lot of emotional intelligence or whether we are struggling with it. Um, I'd be interested to know how accurate that is for myself at least. Um, what can you tell me are some of the characteristics that is like, yes, absolutely, very emotionally intelligent? And what are some of the characteristics where you go, oh, quite low? Okay. So um, some of the things, let's start with the low because okay. they're easy to, they're quite easy to um, to recognise when we start with low. Um, we've got, we've got people who have what Jane has just termed amygdala hijacks where um, they have the hot-headed reaction before they've had the opportunity to let it move to their front brain, the yep. front of their brain, their prefrontal cortex, and have a think about, is that a wise decision or not? So there's those people. People um, that think bef- uh, speak before they think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It comes out of their mouth before they've actually thought, is this a good decision? That's not just a saying, that's actually yeah, happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's actually happening. And in reality, it happens. Think about, you know, even when we're, hu- again, let's talk about mums. Let's talk about mums getting the kids off to school yep. and you're running late and they're walking backwards up the hall mm-hmm. and you... Or refusing to come upstairs at all. Yep, or get dressed <laughs> or put their shoes and socks on or yep. anything else that's basic. Yes, yes, you have younger My ones. My two-year-old yesterday, <laughs> I'm not coming upstairs. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, when we're low in emotional intelligence, when we are in threat, what we call threat state, yep. right? When we're in fight or flight, yep. uh, that's when we, you know, and so some people are more often in threat state. Yeah. Okay. And some of that is has got to do with 
conditioning, the, you know, the way they've been, that the, the, their background, what they've been through as a kid or through their work environment. It also, you've got an inherent amount of EI when you're born. So you've got that. So you've got what you've inherited from your parents or the people around you through your DNA. And you've also got your personal context, things like, you know, have I, have I had a bad morning? Yep. Um, or, you know, am I going through loss or um, have I just lost my job or yep. there's all sorts of different things that make us reduce our EI. Um, and then, and and of course, so some of the things we see in, let's talk about, yep, home, we lose our cool more regularly. Um, we don't trust the people around us. Mm-hmm. Um, in the workplace, we might be micromanagers yep. because we can't trust people or we when we communicate we're so direct we forget about how that's making the person that we need to do something for us feel yep so when you know so these sorts of people need to work on those skills and so then if we flip the coin and we say well what are people like who are high in ei well they know how they're feeling they give this they take space between when they feel something and what they do about it. Yep. So they think about it, even if it's three seconds. Yep. Even if it's three seconds to go, that's not a good idea or that is. Uh, there's um, the people who really can empathise and imagine what it's like when I tell somebody that they're not performing or that I tell somebody that we've had a complaint from a customer that I can understand that that's going to be tough, tough for them to hear. Yep. And so I do it in a way that is... Um, understanding. It's also about understanding different personalities, like that I understand that Jane is a great example, you know, where she's very high energy. Yep. So I understand that when I'm talking to Jane, I have to I have to communicate with her in a high energy way to get her involved, right? <laughs> but then when I'm talking to somebody else, um, you know, I'll take my son because he's very quiet and reserved. Yep. I have to pitch it to him, in, pitch something to him in a much different way. Yep. So being aware of what people need and how I communicate with them, that's, that's when you're getting high AI. Yeah. Oh, you've given me so much to think about. <laughs> I do think need to take space things. when I'm trying to get Patrick's shoes on, don't I? I really need to take some space. <laughs> yeah, it's tough so, when you've got little ones. Yeah. Susan, I'm really interested to know, in terms of IQ, you know, some people tend to be born with a naturally high IQ. With emotional intelligence, is this something that's innate within us? You know, are some people born with a higher level of emotional intelligence than others? Or is this something that is learned and something that we, we, that we I guess, develop um, based on our environment and based on, our, you know, the stuff that happens to us through life? Yes. The answer is uh, yes. Some people have an innate um, higher level of EI that they're born with. Um, IQ, we're born with. Okay, we, and we can't change it. Um, personality, we're born with, and it's very difficult for us to change our personality. We can change it a little bit, but we have to have a very high desire yeah. to fix it. Think about, you know, those people that get married and they think at the beginning of the marriage, it'll be okay, I'll change him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? He <laughs> might like how happen. he is, right? <laughs> Never going to happen. Right. So, and then we've got AI and our, we can, we can actually really learn and build this muscle. Well, what I like to see is a muscle in our brain yep. to have, to build our emotional intelligence. It's the one thing we actually are able to really develop our skills in, in terms of IQ, personality, e, AI. 
Um, and we can do that through learning and applying these skills. And just like you go out and exercise and get better at running a distance, it's exactly the same thing. You just have to keep, keep trying. Practicing. So our brains, are pl- we, they have plasticity. Mm. So we can learn these things. Um, and, this is, and, and this has been proven through the Genos model. Yep. I love it. Who should be really thinking about increasing these skills? So if it can be learned, it can be improved. Who should be thinking about getting better at it? I know I should. I'm a manager. I'm a leader. I've got a team. I've got children. I've got a team at home, a team at work that I'm trying to get places. So I can easily put my hand up. But who else comes to mind? Um, everyone. Yeah. I know that's really, you know, who wouldn't, who doesn't want to be better? Who doesn't want to be able to d- have more authentic conversations and deal with conflict in a much more productive way? Yeah. Um, but if you, but if you want some specifics, I'm going to say it's, it's been proven in sales environments because we have a better awareness of the people we're dealing with, yep. the customer. Um, it's been proven in leadership and management environments in big and small companies yeah you know so you might be mum dad and a couple of cafe workers but you've got customers and you've got staff so yep. this is going to be beneficial we've even it's even been proven that that um, teachers in schools are developing this skill and there's even research and um and talk now um, this emerging issue of how do we get it in the curriculum yeah for our kids in schools how do we build these sorts of skills coming through the ranks so yes leaders anybody that deals with people can yeah. I tell you yeah it's, I was just thinking that it's anyone that deals with people because we've all got emotions yeah and we're all different yeah and if you can teach kids at home and in school to be to be able to deal with people then they can do they can walk into any job any job and it's exactly like the World Economic Forum mentioned in 2015 and predicted for 2020 that it's going to be a key workplace skill yeah for anyone. Yeah. So I know it's not, sorry, it probably wasn't a specific answer that you wanted. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Yeah. So Susan, um, you've, you've just gone through who might benefit from, from learning more about emotional intelligence. And I agree, you know, who wouldn't want to be more emotionally intelligent? Who wouldn't want to be more intelligent? <laughs> I guess really, I mean, it, it's really just, right. a, it's another, you know, self-development tool that, that anybody could benefit from. But what are some, like if, if, if particularly leaders, because generally within organisations, you know, change will happen from the top. Um, but if, if we were to start seeing a lot more emotional intelligence being, um, I guess, included as a priority within workplaces, what are some of the benefits that we might start seeing within a workplace culture if there is that real focus on emotional intelligence? Okay, what are the benefits? Um, okay, there's lots of them. The first one is uh, we're going to be happier. Um, and that's why I do what I do because I like to build happy workplaces and yep. give people great experiences. But, you know, um, you'll also be more productive. Decisions will be made faster. They'll, um, you'll have higher employee retention. motivation oh, yeah. and retention. Yep. So they'll go the extra mile easier yep. and faster for you. They'll stay longer. They'll have less sick days. Yep. Um, there'll be less conflict, there'll be less conflict. All of these things you can count. Yeah, and will impact the the bottom line. Yeah, Yeah. you can count the dollars. When you've got people away, when you've got people who lose their mojo. Yep, or not being productive. Or they're not being productive. Well, they're not being productive if they're gossiping. Yeah. Right. If they've something's gone wrong and we're not having the authentic conversation to deal with it and they're in threat state, 
they're not going to be doing anything. They're going to be stressed. But, you know, it also impacts well, workplace well-being in terms of mental health because if we're also building skills in resilience and how we deal with conflict, we're also reducing that impact of um, mental health issues as well, which we know um, are a key issue in Aussie workplaces. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. All the things, Susan. We could talk for another 20 minutes. I know, right? Yep. <laughs> and I'm Don't sure get me you started. do. <laughs> <laughs> so if people want to find out more... This has been a nice little taster into your whole world of AI. Um, how can people find out more information about both the emotional intelligence um, program and the Ignite program that you run, and yeah. and all the things? Yeah. So right, we've got um, we've got different things that we do. We've got Ignite, which is you know the program, the longer term program that Jane's doing. But we've also got half day programs and day programs and public or in house or you know for whatever teams. for teams. Yep. So that they can work on it together and yep. have a real impact on the business's bottom online um, and how do they get in contact either via the website um, they can call me hrculture.com.au hrculture.com.au they can um, they can email me susan at hrculture.com.au fabulous um, they can ring me do you want should i give my number no, that's all right they can find okay. it on the they website can find me they... on the website yep yep, yep. so um, but i can only suggest that if you have ever suffered from um, workplace conflict, people not doing what you they need you need them to do, um, feedback that you're not a great communicator or that communication's an issue, um, any people that don't get along, you know, in your in your business, this could be for you. Yeah, this could be a deal. This could be a game changer. Love it. Thank you so much, Susan. It's been such a pleasure to have you on Miss Bossy Beats. Thanks for having me. You Hello. The, are you at the zoo now? Sounds like monkeys in the background. Oh, look, I've been muting. I've been muting when um, when I haven't been talking to try and block it out. But, yes, I am in the middle of New Farm Park. So there oh, are birds lovely. and children and, and life's life happening around me. So it's actually been really lovely. I, um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I, I found it a little bit hard to, to hear Susan from my end, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine on the audio. But everything that Susan says on this matter just makes so much sense. It really intrigues me and interests me, um, this particular topic, because I just think an emotionally intelligent person, I think, would just be so much better at life, you know, let alone business, I think just yeah. at life. So it's something that I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, honing my skills on. What about you, Stace? What do you think? You just got a double thumbs up from Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Um, And I've had one of those weeks, the thought of putting some space between, you know, as as mums, when you're trying to get out of the house and you're trying to put the shoes on and then you lose your temper and then you feel so guilty for losing your temper because the things you're losing your temper at are the things that you love the most in the world. It's like, why did I just scream at you? Because you're two and you don't want to put your shoes on, but like... (laughs) I just went there automatically. But putting the thought of putting some space and taking a breath between that, three breaths. Susan's going three breaths. You can still keep talking. We can talk. (laughs) Three breaths. There's a strategy. It's called three breaths. Three breaths. Three breaths and just focus on your breath, Mm. not on the children. Oh, that would take a lot of practice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'll put that in. Three deep breaths. Just focus on your breath. Put that into practice. Because, yes. And I think, too, as you're describing there, Stace, it's almost a little bit empowering understanding that this is a physiological reaction that is a thing. Do you know what I mean? Yes, not just losing my mind. Yeah, we beat ourselves up going, oh, my goodness, you know, I've had that amygdala hijack. I'm the worst person in the world. 
However, you know, this is this is a thing that happens physiologically and psychologically to probably a lot of people. Um, and understanding that and understanding what's happening there, I think, is, is a really good step towards trying to, to control that a bit. Yeah, for sure. Three breaths. Get on, everybody. Thank mm. you so much for joining us today on Miss Bossy Boots. If you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Yes, at facebook.com slash Miss Bossy Boots podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Enjoy New Farm Park, Jane. Oh, thank you very much. Catch you next time. See ya. 